With the arrival of spring, Shamasundar, greedy for pleasure and full of prem, decided to stage a wonderful pastime to fulfill the desires of the girls of Gokul, whose hearts surged with Shringara Ras. The hearts of the gopis moved with the speed of the wind to meet the prince of Vrindavan, who embodies all good fortune. The Vanadevis incited the forest to explode with unlimited beauty and fresh fragrances. Krishna, the ocean of elegance, appeared like a dramatic artist, dressed in colorful garments. The Chamari deer prepared the stage by sweeping the forest floor with their bushy tails. The honey nectar dripping from the flowers moistened the rich soil. Wandering Kasturi deer scented the air with the heady fragrance of musk. Swarms of intoxicated bees danced in midair and buzzed among the flowering creepers. On Vasant Panchmi, the first day of spring, Shamasundar, whose joyfully sweet and sportive nature spread in all directions, filled the horizon with the reflection of his beautiful blue complexion. By his inconceivable potency, spring burst into bloom throughout the land of Vrindavan. The Brijbasis mistook the nectar shower of Krishna's sweet beauty to be an unexpected monsoon rain. The eyes, ears, and minds of the Brijbasis tingled with joy upon hearing that spring had arrived and that Krishna hankered to enjoy a festival. The hearts of the moon-faced gopis throbbed with anxiety to meet their beloved. Overpowered by the intoxication of spring and a strong desire to attend the festival, Radha, Chandravali, Shamadevi, and all their respective girlfriends abandoned their shyness and ran to the forest. With great love and affection, Vrindadevi and her Vanadevis appropriately decorated Radha and the gopis for the joyous festival of spring. They dressed them in colorful clothing, fresh flowers, and the 16 types of items of ornamentation. The gopis remembered the boon that Krishna had given them when he snatched their clothes while they bathed in the Jamuna. At that time, Krishna said, O oh, my dear Sakis, in some future night, you will enjoy confidential pastimes with me. Because the gopis had fixed their minds on the desire to attain Krishna, they felt a moment to be like a million millenniums. The Vanadevis were amazed at the sight of the assembled gopis, who looked like a garden full of rows and rows of the best quality golden creepers. The Vanadevis dressed the gopis, their revered objects of love, in clothing suitable for the spring festival. Vrinda felt very joyful as she personally decorated Srimati Radharani with flower ornaments. She set white lilies in Srimati Radharani's hair and placed a bakula garland across her hairline that seemed to kiss Radha's forehead. Vrinda Devi adorned Radha's hair part with deftly placed red Ashok flowers. She hung mango buds over her ears 
and covered her breasts with a Vasanti garland. Due to their enthusiasm to enjoy the festival of spring, the Vani Devis competed with each other in order to quickly finish their work. They bragged to one another, I will do the dressing. Another said, no, I will do it. As a final touch, they smeared the bodies of Chandravali and the other gopis with sandalwood pulp and offered them splendid flower garlands. The gorgeous gopis further beautified the forest. The gopis wrapped their bodies in saris covered with gold jari. They wore brightly colored cholis and veils of the finest soft cloth. They chewed tambul, smeared sandalwood pulp on their bodies, and sported fragrant flower garlands. The different articles used to adorn the gopis came from the desire trees and creepers, growing abundantly everywhere in Vrindavan. The desire trees also produced flower bombs for celebrating Holi. These bombs, made of different colored, perfumed powders, packed in lac, were so fragile that they would break open just by breathing on them. The desire trees provided other weapons, such as flower bows and arrows, jeweled syringes for squirting liquid colors, and musk paste. When spring appeared, Matangi, a Kanari goddess, who is an acharya of music, and her female ensemble of expert vena players, came to play for the festival. The Vasant Raga, a spring tune, personified and accompanied Matangi as an attractively dressed woman. The personified forms of Saptasvara, seven notes, and Shruti, marginal notes, also followed her. Matangi approached Srimati Radharani, the greatest amongst the lotus-eyed gopis, having beautiful, bashful bodies overflowing with affection. Although she is an excellent speaker, Matangi flooded with happiness and fell silent when she stood before Radha. Seeing this, Vrinda said, Hey Radhe, you are an unlimited reservoir of the best qualities. Please have faith in my words when I say that these ladies are fantastic musicians. This is Matangi, the master of all masters of music. O oh, supremely cultured and worshipable lady, even the Kinaras, who are famous celestial singers, learn from her. Whose mind will not be elevated by participating in this flourishing festival of spring? Matangi has come along with all her musical paraphernalia just to please you. Her associates are experts in playing Veena. Here is Vasant Raga, pleasant and elegant with her jeweled crown, deep blue dress, and the peacock feather in her hair. She is feeding soft, fresh mango buds to the cuckoos. By nature, she is maddened with ecstasy. Seeing Vasant Raga displaying an irresistible joy, Radha remembered Shamasunda and looked at her curiously. Dressed as a young girl, Vasant Raga considered herself fortunate to have received the glance 
from Radharani. Then Matangi, the expert musician, who walks with the grace of a she-elephant, said, O beloved of Krishna, who vanquished Kaliya by dancing on his hoods, the twelve associates of Shruti and the seven associates of Svara have come with me in order to serve your lotus feet. Just hear how their singing far surpasses that of the Kanaras. On hearing their artistic singing, Lalita said joyfully, Hey Matangi, even the wives of the king of the Kanaras cannot equal their excellence in singing. Matangi replied, Oh Lalita, Shruti will not manifest in a voice that is raspy. Regarding Venus, Brahma created two types, one fretted and one non-fretted. There are 22 shrill notes in a non-fretted vena and seven in a fretted one. What more can I say, O worshipable one? Soon you can test them by yourself by glancing over the shrutis. Once you hear the sixth note along with its four shrutis, then conviction will remove your doubts. Although pleasant to hear, it is impossible to comprehend. Saying this, Matangi, the expert musician, sang the tonic note and its four distinct marginal notes using the unfretted vena. The marginal notes could be distinguished, manifesting themselves according to the pitch of the vena. The strings of the unfretted vena can be played to give the correct intonation, which is as reliable as the Vedas. After Matangi pleased everyone with her singing, a Saki named Sangita Vidya spoke jokingly with hidden intentions. Matangi, you have very expertly sung the four marginal notes along with the vena, but you did not sing even a single microtone of the seventh or second note of the scale. Of course, knowledge of the notes is very difficult for human beings, but Lalita Saki, Radhika's dear friend, can sing all the divisions of the notes. If you want, Lalita can demonstrate her singing perfection. Though you may be unfamiliar with the marginal notes of each note because they tend to blend in the note, Lalita can reveal all 22 marginal notes separately by her knowledge of the sound of each microtone. When she spoke in this way, the forest deities said, O Sangita Vidya, the knowledge of music that Matangi has just recited originates from the mouth of Brahma, but what you have spoken is beyond the universe manifested by Brahma. However, both systems are faultless. Srimati Radharani worried that Matangi may have felt offended by this conversation. So, knitting her brow, she said, Hey, Sangita Vidya, with false intelligence, you are a liar, so you should stop speaking. Clearly, distinguishing the marginal notes as Matangi has just sung could never be done by Lakshmi, the demigods, and what to speak of Lalita Saki. Therefore, Matangi Devi is the best of musicians. Now let her satisfy Vrinda Devi and the forest deities with her singing. Vrinda said, Matangi, 
Until Krishna arrives, you should not sing the Vasant Raga. You can sing another Raga with an attractive new melody. According to the request, Matangi exquisitely played the Bela Beli Raga, which flowed like a pool of water from the ocean of Ras. She produced five varieties of marginal notes by mixing her voice with the sound of four types of venas, the festive Mahati, the playful Kavalasika, the tortoise-shaped Kachapi, and the broad-bodied Savaramandalika. The musicians played each microtone exactly in pitch with her voice and thus satisfied the ears of everyone. The powerful singing, attractive music, and the vibration of the Venus at the festival transported everyone into a realm of divine bliss. Sri Radha, the gopis, Vrindadevi, and the Vanidevis listened with rapt attention to the sterling performance of Matangi Devi. Her singing, backed by the Venas, Murdangas, flutes, gongs, and drums, vibrated so sweetly that even the demigods fell into enchantment. The music floated through the air for a long distance. Anyone who heard it felt invigorated throughout his body. Hearing Matangi's musical concert with its wonderful rhythm and tune, Sringara Rasa personified, entered the gopis' hearts and caused their lotus petal eyes to bloom wide. The gopis looked around nervously from side to side, like frightened deer in a forest. As the gopis stood on the forest path, listening to the Vasant Raga, one of Radha's sakis took the form of that Raga and sang happily. Hearing that Raga, Nanda Kishore, the embodiment of unlimited bliss, initiated a unique spring festival, which no one had ever seen before. The gopis absorbed their minds in Krishna when they saw him approaching them with a desire to enjoy. The sweetness of their beautiful bodies increased as fresh waves of ecstasy rose within them. One gopi said, Oh Radhika, your eyes are shining with the same excitement that you reveal when intimately enjoying with Krishna. Indeed, Krishna always reigns as the Lord of your heart. Coming before us as personified spring, Krishna is full of ecstasy and dressed as a daring dramatic dancer. He is carrying various paraphernalia for sporting. Just see how proud that Cupid shines among his friends. He looks like the full moon surrounded by its entourage of stars. Oh, Radhe, how much can persons like us describe the extent of your glorious good fortune? Look, look, his effulgent white turban appears especially splendid, sitting obliquely on his head. It is decorated with bunches of flowers, sprinkled with fragrant reddish powder, and surrounded by buzzing bumblebees shaking his peacock feather. Tiny fresh mango flowers hang from his ears, which are slightly elongated from the weight of his elegant jeweled earrings. His earrings swing enchantingly, 
to cast exotic reflections on his cheeks. A beautiful malati garland mixed with some sweet Tulsi manjaris surrounds his neck. His curly dark blue hair is tied back ready for sporting. Krishna wears glittering yellow garments just suitable for his spring pastimes. His jeweled waist bells dance and a sachet of camphor is tucked in his attractive gem-studded belt. Natural belts made of jute encircle his handsome hips and the ankle bells on Krishna's lotus feet are jingling a sweet tune. While listening to the Vasant Raga, Krishna held a flute in his left hand and a ball of red powder in his right hand. Subal and other close friends stood beside him. Relishing that sweet song, Krishna moved his head in time with the tune. His eyes rolled in intoxication, as if tired from conjugal pleasure. Some cowherd boys offered him fresh tambul wrapped in golden pan leaves. While relishing the tambul, Krishna's lips turned reddish from the drops of betel juice. Soon, Krishna and his boyfriends inaugurated the spring festival of Holi by singing, dancing, and throwing balls of fine reddish powder in all directions. The lightweight, sweet-smelling powder just floated in the air. As it gradually fell down, it beautifully colored and scented Krishna's turban, hair, eyelids, and tilak. Krishna's friends sang Charchari and Dvipadika songs in the Vasandraga with clear marginal notes and notes in all three scales. In this way they beautifully danced and played while repeatedly throwing red powder balls at each other. One gopi said to Srimati Radharani, Look, just see, the unconscious things have come alive from hearing their singing. Overjoyed by the glance of Krishna, the forest creepers display ecstatic symptoms. The gentle breezes from the Malayan hills appear as a guru to teach the forest creepers how to dance. With their new leaves, they exhibit various mudras to go along with the song of the bees. When someone tries to pick the honey-sweet flowers, the creepers seem to shiver in fear with their quivering buds. Their blossoming flowers appear like exuberant laughter. Then they show anger by frowning with their eyebrows appearing as the swarms of bees. One creeper, seeing Krishna's impulsive nature and being moved by the wind, covered her flower cluster breasts with the leaf of her left hand. With the leaf of her right hand, she beckoned her friends for help while shyly smiling with the blossoming flower of her face. Therefore, Radhika, I tell you, in this Vrindavan, how is it possible to remain patient and control one's intelligence during such an ecstatic holy festival? Understanding Radhika's inner mood, Shamasaki said, O oh, Devi, why are you agitating us while giving bliss to the moon like Shamasundar? You know we can never go against your will, so quickly arrange the joyous holy festival and thereby bring unlimited happiness to all of us. By nature, 
The door of shyness creates an obstacle in the houses of the married gopis' bodies. At the same time, their eagerness to see Krishna is so strong that even an axe cannot cut it. Their minds are constantly full of anguish. Although they tolerate it with an unrivaled patience, they are in a terrible, unfortunate condition. To remove their misfortune, the gopis should definitely do some worship on this auspicious day of the spring festival. During the time of picking flowers, it will be easy for us to perform that puja. Osakis, you are the embodiments of auspiciousness and expert in all arts. Let us celebrate the festival of spring with that honorable Prince of Braj. After hearing Shamsaki's timely words, arousing conjugal love, Vrindadevi spoke to the Queen of Vrindavan. O Radhika, I understand that in name, beauty, form, and gentle behavior, there is one other Saki who is eligible to hear the songs of Matangi. Just now, Chandravali and Charo Chandra Saki are making some curious sounds as they advance with their party to celebrate the festival of Holi. It appears they are illuminating this mango grove with a pleasant effulgence. Indeed, Matangi, the embodiment of all the Shrutis and Svaras of the Vasandraga, has become successful by intoxicating everyone with her joyous singing. Although also immersed in that ecstasy, she has not lost her self-control. <laughs> 